Welcome to Vaginance. We're very happy to be here. So I thought it'd be really cool to talk about what happened on the porch with the, the Schwab account because it involved everyone. And I mm-hmm. think that it, well, I was telling Taylor this today about how like that experience of having people come around you to like answer a fucking frustrating question and help you with something super frustrating is what I would love, what this podcast could serve as for people, right? As like right. a place where you can like ask questions that you might feel intimidated to ask mm-hmm. or things that are so frustrating you won't even deal with it, which is like what I've done a lot of times. Yeah. So I think maybe talking about that and then we could talk about For the sure. different investment platforms that we use. Like y'all all use Charles Schwab. We could talk about that. We could talk about my Betterment account, which I just opened and put some money in, which is a big deal. So a couple, a, a few investment milestones were hit this week but maybe we can start with taylor's maybe so so there was a really cool situation where we well cool sorry that's dismissive there was a very interesting situation where we all came together to be present with taylor as she dealt with an issue some of us helped some of us drank protein smoothies (laughs) watching uh, with a crazy strap um but tell so what what was the situation that you ran into okay so I've had this Schwab account for years, like years and years and years. And I I just don't know how anything works. So I've just opened it up because my parents were like, you should have a Schwab account and open up an, a, you know, a Roth IRA. And I was like, great. Uh, so I did that. And I have an investment account in there. And I have a normal checking account. And I didn't know really how those two ever interacted. Like I didn't really know what the difference was. And like <clears throat> didn't really know anything about investing. And so I just kind of put money in the investment account over the years and didn't know how to actually invest it. Like it was just living in there. And so a couple years ago, I went to my dad and I was like, hey, dad, you seem to be interested in investing. Um, I have like $5,000 I saved up. Could you invest this for me in Schwab? And um let me know like what you think I should do. And so he had been following like a bunch of the financial financial people who had said to invest it in like index funds. And there was like these three specific categories. It was like international, you know, index funds and like American index, whatever, whatever. So I did that. And he he like did it for me, basically. He was like, okay, click this, this, and this. So I was like, okay, great. I said it and forget it. I didn't look at it again for literally years because I didn't know how. Like Schwab is not super... Um, interface like friendly for people that don't really know anything about financing. <laughs> you look so interesting right now. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking about two different things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Taylor. Yeah, you're like, I also haven't slept in in <laughs> quite a while. <laughs> Should we go? <laughs> <laughs> Schwab definitely I'm trying needs. To like, yeah, I'm trying to make it fast, but no, no, you no. Don't um, to, you don't have to go fast. Schwab definitely needs a quality UX designer like our dear friend Taylor yeah. to come reorganize their interface i've applied for jobs at schwab for like design jobs they gotta do better they gotta they gotta hire me hire some sexy women on their crew (laughs) they need sexy ux and it's worth noting real quick that julie maggie and taylor all have accounts through charles schwab Right, but I believe Julie and I only do our checking accounts through Schwab. Yeah, right, so not I, te- Technically, we do yeah. have investment, like the brokerage account or whatever you have to have in order to set up the checking account, but we have the checking account because of the travel benefits it yeah. provides for being able to pull cash without fees in other countries. Which yeah. is amazing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. 
Um, but so yeah, I have an actual investment account. So I invested on I invested like five grand, right? And then this year I actually sat down and looked at it. Um, because over the years I've like pulled money from the account and like put money in and just, you know, like a normal I've treated it like a normal bank account. So I was looking at my account this year and none of it made any sense. And I was like, what are all these fucking numbers? I don't know what these negative, there's like a negative 7,000 and a plus 2,000 and I don't know what's going on. So I asked Maggie to come over and I was like, Maggie, help me. <laughs> so Maggie came over. Uh, Julie was already there. <laughs> I said, call Maggie because I tried to look at the interface yeah. as well. And I'm literally a software engineer who spends most of my time online and I could, I couldn't it's make so sense confusing. of it. It's it, so confusing. It's so Yeah, I'll agree. It was very confusing. I was also confused by it. It took five, it took like five of us looking at this, at my bank account and we still couldn't figure out what actually was going and on. Can I just say like, you know, pretty educated group of people yeah. here. We're not yeah. that dumb. Yeah. And like, we still couldn't figure it out. And like, Zach was looking at it. Um, Julie's husband was looking at it. And after like an hour, I feel like at least an hour of staring, like he went through everything, like my, mm-hmm. you know, my statements and everything. And he was like, oh, it looks like at some point you took out a loan. And I was like, what are you talking about? I took out a loan. I had no idea what was going on. So initially he thought it was a loan to um, like in my investment account. So like taking out a loan to buy stocks. But I so there's a development on that. So I called Schwab uh, like the next day and I was like, hey, uh, apparently I took out a loan that I didn't realize I took out and I don't know what's going on here because I wanted to the whole point of me looking at Schwab was I wanted to sell my stocks off in order to take that cash that I had in investments and actually pay off my credit card debt because I'm paying more in interest on my credit card debt that I'm making off of those stocks it's a good hot tip everybody good hot tip they talk about it in your money or your life um I called Schwab and I had this very lovely uh condescending man talk to me for 20 minutes on the phone but he explained to me that what happened was I pulled out seven grand from my account back in December of 2019 to pay off a credit card, like my Chase credit card. And when I did that, it automatically creates a loan because I'm not actually, even though it's I'm pulling money from my investment account, there's no money in there. All of my money is tied up in stocks and I have to sell those stocks ah. before I can pull out that money. I see. Oh. So, so what it, it let you keep yes, the stocks yes. and take the money out yes. by offering you a very hassle-free loan. Yes, and did not. But this this was thing is I had no idea I had done it. There was, in, and he even said, it's he even not admitted, that easy to get a loan any other way, okay? Yes. He even admitted, he was like, unless you were looking closely at your bank statements where it has like in the bottom, there's like, a little box that says like the you know interest on your loan it is not clear that you are doing that and it's automatic so when you pull out money it lets you pull out whatever amount you want but it doesn't tell you like when you're pulling that out you are creating a loan that's fucking wild and i'm very sorry you went through that but also very glad that you're telling us about this yes because i would have potentially fallen into yes. this myself and apparently it happens a lot because he what I mean, maybe fuck? he was making me feel better but he was like i literally no, i think to, it happens a lot he was like i have yeah. to explain this on the phone all the time to people he's like people think that we're ripping them off by like charging them seven thousand dollars for something when really they pulled out that money and started alone you're still ripping them off yeah yeah so well, then how unfortunate i mean you you can talk about how your numbers actually came out yeah. but imagine if 
you had made an investment, that investment went up, you picked that time thinking you're selling out of that investment yeah. and taking the gains mm-hmm. because you've but been like not, yeah. watching yeah. it. And instead you are actually still locked into that investment yeah. that if you thought was you were pulling it out at the top and then it goes down, you are now yeah. <laughs> down, you've taken the money it's out and confusing. you still owe the money on that. Well, yeah. So be careful when you're pulling money out of your investment accounts. Make sure that you are selling your stocks first before you pull out that money. It's not automatic. What is automatic is the loan that they make for you. So insane. I'm curious to know if other Bananas. other uh, how other yeah. brokerage accounts work. I like am that. too because I have found that Schwab, um, even though I love them for like having a um, you know like a basic account in there to like pull money when you travel, it's amazing. Like you don't have any ATM fees. That's great. But when it comes to investing, it's been so confusing and. I do there's feel like no they're sort of interface. jumping on the let's make it too confusing so that you think you need mm-hmm. someone to help Unadvised. you with Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And when my mom, and this is the other thing, my mom actually pays for an investment um, advisor because she doesn't even want to look at it. She's just like, just take my money and invest it. And they she linked our accounts so that we I would have like access to her account, I guess, like in case something happened. And what that did was it linked her like professional paid account to where I now am signed up for those same services. And they were charging me $25 a month for investment services that they weren't actually giving me. Like Amazing. no one was giving me investment advice. Did you get that uh, back? Um, I don't think they're giving me that money back, but they are giving me the money back on the interest I paid on that $7,000 loan. So they're, they're giving me the $500. It's like 500 and something dollars, but they're, they're putting it back in my investment account. So I can either transfer that or like invest it if I want. Well, I see, then I go back to being like, well, that's pretty fucking dope of Charles Schwab to do. Yeah, that's great. It is great. It's really nice. And like, I think because my mom is like, she pays them a lot of money every year to invest her money. Um, they're more willing to like do something like that for me. It's yeah. I'm so glad though that I had y'all come over and look at it. And I actually sat down and looked at what was happening because I was letting that invest that loan like accumulate interest for years and had no idea. Because there was just, there was literally like if you looked at this thing, it looked like the matrix. There were so many there was fucking like, numbers. For only having three accounts, I think there was at least 16 different account values. Yes. yes. And the labels yes. above the columns were absolutely non-descriptive of what was actually going on. Once yes. we figured out what was going on, you could be like, okay, that's not what this says. Yeah. yeah. I see what they're doing so, here now with the pluses and minuses, but the column name doesn't say that. Yeah. So what? So now that I sold all of my stocks, which really Zach did, <laughs> he helped me figure out how to actually properly sell my stocks. It ended up being like uh, 14 grand in in stocks that I right. had. And then you had to pay back. But then I had to pay 000. back 7000 for that loan that I took out. So it ended up being 7000 that I had. So I transferred f- six of that to my Chase to pay off my credit card. It's amazing. Which brings me to an update. <gasps> Ooh. I paid off my highest interest credit card. Today. What? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Wait, you need a badge for and that. And then I paid off my <laughs> second highest interest credit card today. Oh, oh my God. Pew, 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 pew. Taylor, this is 
like I feel joy. I haven't felt joy all day. That's amazing. I've literally had a terrible day. This is the first time I felt actually happy. I'm so glad uh, that my lesson. No, that makes I you do. Happy. I don't know how to express it verbally, but I'm trust me in that I'm feeling happiness inside me. I'm, she I'm can so only glad. express it physically. Yeah. <laughs> I I did almost cry when I paid it off. I was like, That's oh incredible. God. Oh, um, yeah. So I have almost no debt left. That is amazing. Can we just have a quick flashback to your level of despair and yeah. not wanting to even look this at the situation? This is a quick turnaround. <laughs> 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 my friend. One month. One yeah. month ago, Taylor, Man. if I recall, was, I don't even want to look at it. I have so much debt. I'm never going to crawl yeah. out of it. It's yeah. going to be at least two years before I pay off my credit card debt. And approximately 30 days later, here she is, everyone. It's fucking impressive, It's man. incredible. Thank you. I mean, my mom helped quite a bit, but... Um, you could have blown that money you, on something yeah, your else. responsibility. You chose what to do with that. Yes. And you chose to make, like, ask for help and do some research and figure out what you were doing and all that yeah. stuff. She did, yeah. She Ultimately, she, she paid for about half of that debt because I used 10 grand from that to pay off the debt. But then the rest was all me. Like, I... I sold my stocks, which ended up being like, you know, I didn't even realize I had seven grand in stocks, which was helpful. Um, and then I also got some design money that finally came through. That was like $4,500. So I was like, fuck it. I have 14 grand in my bank account. I'm just going to go ahead and pay off two of these credit cards. Yes. So I still have like $1,500 on one. And then I had... Um, transferred when back when it was like up at like twenty two, twenty three thousand. I had transferred uh, four thousand of that onto a zero interest APR card, which was suggested by Julie's husband, um, so I wouldn't have to like pay interest every month. So I have that card left, but there's like thirty four hundred dollars left on that. But I called them today because there's it's Citibank. When you go online, there's nowhere online that I can find where it's obvious when your interest starts, mm -hmm. like the date that your interest actually starts. I couldn't find when I actually opened up the account oh my God. and when my interest started. Do, obviously, I'm not going to say obviously. Nowhere. I feel like they do that intentionally. Nowhere. <laughs> Absolutely. So I called and I was like, I'm going to figure out when I actually like owe interest because I was worried that it was like coming up on that date. I don't have to start paying interest till November of next year. So I have a year to pay off the 3400 and if I pay like 300 and something a month, it'll pay that off right at that date. That's amazing. But I figure there's no rush on that one because I'm paying literally zero interest as long as I pay my minimum every month. Like I don't pay any interest on that. So there's, right. I'd rather like keep that, that out. Exactly, and then, yeah. And then take the cash you're no longer having to put towards your high interest credit cards and start building up that investment money and yeah. then start to make Taylor, those decisions. Taylor, have another fucking glass of wine, that's amazing. Thank That's you. Incredible. It you, feels really good. I'm like just at that I cusp. I am like, so fucking impressed because literally like just the turnaround in 30 days. Like that's such a I wish we would have taken before and after photos. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was inspired by all of you lovely ladies <laughs> to get my shit together. It's fucking awesome. So and now you're going to start saving to like, you know, buy another real estate investment. Go or, to Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Go to Japan. Go to Japan. <laughs> Get a ha another little house, maybe invest in some index funds. <laughs> get it, get it, get it. Fucking cool, dude. Well, and it's like um, a, a massive testimony to your commitment, but also like to what can happen when you just start paying attention, right? It's 100% It's not like, attention. yeah, it's, it's yeah. 
it's yeah. not like Taylor made math. I mean, you have made budgeting changes, but not like crazy life altering budgeting changes. Like she hasn't only eaten like rice and water for the last month. Like she's literally just paid attention to her expenses, paid attention to the money she has coming in. Um, and it was like, oh, well, I can divert this all to my debt right now yeah. when it was pointed out by that, like that interest rate is going to be so much higher that you're paying than anything you could gain by investments. Right. You know? Yeah. It's just paying attention to like what you're actually spending money going in and money going out, like what you're actually spending money on. Um, and like just making and lifestyle changes has helped my mindset too a lot. Mm-hmm. It is crazy when you start to really like change your relationship with money how much your lifestyle changes and it doesn't feel hard Mm -mm. like before it felt like i was depriving myself of something when i didn't buy some shit but now i feel like it's much easier to be like i'm just gonna find a more creative solution for this like so today i was running around crazy like cleaning up the house and throwing shit out and i was clean my goal was to clean up my desk because my desk was a fucking mess i have rocks all over my desk because i collect rocks she likes bugs and rocks i do (laughs) she actually just loves mother nature (laughs) (laughs) she is an earth goddess yeah so i have a bunch of fucking rocks like all over my desk and i clean up my desk today i put the rocks in another spot and I realized like initially, so I was on Amazon and I was going to buy a wall mount for my monitor that I just bought and because I didn't have enough space right on my desk. So I was like, let me just clean up my desk real quick and see what I can do with that. So I cleaned up my desk and I literally just moved my monitor back five inches. <laughs> and and it like, worked. That solved the problem. Yeah. Instead <laughs> of spending $40 on another like TV mount. And an afternoon installing it. It's exactly. I just cleaned my desk and moved my monitor back four inches in its grace. Hot tip. So much. Hot tip. Uh, fun. Okay. Shall okay. we get into the I have questions? Two more things. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> A lot of this week okay my other update (laughs) is that i actually requested um schwab move my 401k from principal into a schwab account so i was like on chat with them and i was like how do i do this i don't know how to do anything (laughs) and they like step by step showed me how to request my 401k be moved you have to like go through like a request form type so your 401k was not currently yeah my 401k is currently with principal bank and i had to like go through swab schwab's like request um yeah so i requested that the 401k which was not that much money it was like i think 2600 bucks which is still not nothing um so schwab had me open i had to open up a roth rollover account i couldn't deposit it directly into my roth ira so i have a rollover account now that's going to be hopefully approved like that was approved but hopefully the like transfer, transfer is approved it takes a little bit a little so time. they're gonna transfer that money and do your roth conversion they told me that i could move it from my rollover into my roth ira if i wanted to beautiful so that's what I was going to do unless y'all think it's a bad idea. No, that's a good idea. No, I think that's a great idea. So because Taylor did her upskilling this year and then um, transitioned into working a number of jobs, her income was lower than in a typical year. So she's, I believe, trying to take advantage of that by converting her traditional 401k mm-hmm. money 
over through a Roth conversion. So she'll pay taxes on it this year while she's in a lower tax bracket. Can I just say you're absolutely killing it right now, Taylor? Thank you. It doesn't feel like it. I had like deep, like a moment of deep despair earlier where I was like, I'm nothing and I'll never be worth anything. No, these are are all huge things. I'm super impressed. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think it's like, I feel like I'm doing a lot, but then I think about how much more I have to go and I get in that like state of like, oh my God, why am I even doing anything? I'm never going to get to the point where like any of this matters because I'll never have enough money to like do what I want to do. You're so it'll close. Eventually, it's like an exponential <laughs> yeah. curve. Like it'll start, it starts off so, so slow. Um, I still feel like I'm kind of on the slow end of things as well, but I'm really like excited about the one day in the future where that like exponential curve does that like that shoop. Yep. Just so, like sweep like once that snowball's big enough it just starts rolling on its own kind of thing agreed and i checked my acorn app today oh which i'm still not 100 percent sure how it even works but (laughs) um it seems neat and i they've invested 50 dollars so far uh, automatically out of my account into something without you even noticing without me even noticing they just automatically take money from me and do something with it that's been like in the last what week and a half yeah it's been like two weeks and I think I talked about this on a previous podcast that one of my biggest financial regrets is not rolling over my 401k into a Roth IRA when I had low income mm. or no income because I wasn't working. But you just tackled one of my greatest financial regrets. And thank you for us all hanging out and podcasting, which was the point of this, right? Is to be yeah. like, here's things that I mm-hmm. fucked up on. You don't also do that. Yeah, <laughs> right. You yeah, don't because I do think that. so many of us don't realize that we we think the years I'm making money are the years I have to focus on what to do with that money. Yeah. Right. But there are so many of us who may have made money in a certain year, put it somewhere, and don't realize that we can move it and optimize our structure of our existing money during a year when we're not making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. They're like strategies for all of these different life stages and career stages. I realize that this either will be a very relatable statement that I'm about to make or no one at all re- will relate to this. Ooh, I but can't wait. But one time, Julie, <laughs> is this something you said, had said, I feel like I'm playing quantum with my money. And quantum, <laughs> quantum is a board game. It's a strategy game where there's a lot of moving pieces happening at once. And like you need to kind of be paying attention to several different factors in the game at the same time. And I was like, oh my God, your finances are are like a strategy board game because you're like you have to keep moving pieces Mm -hmm. in the right place at the right time but and also having a big picture plan of what you're doing right and it's kind of fun to think about your finances in that way then it's more of a game Mm -hmm. it's more enjoyable but unless you're um maggie's girlfriend (laughs) and then it's not fun yeah (laughs) and then it's very competitive (laughs) (laughs) yes money is a strategy game i feel like Like quantum is a great game that um, thank you, Maggie, for introducing me to because I had no idea about that one. But part of the reason I love learning about finances and the financial system and financial independence and the different paths to it are the same reason that I really love being a software engineer, because it is like it's not linear decision making where you make one decision and then another. It's sort of these combinations you make together. Like if I do this and this at the same time, then the outcome is totally different than doing one after the other yeah mm-hmm. um quickly have to brag on taylor again because she's fucking killing it this week um so well actually let's circle back a little bit so uh when we started our meetings uh it, we started this process where anytime we would achieve a certain financial goal we would earn a badge 
Um, and right now they're virtual badges. One day, fingers crossed, it'll be physical badges. And sweet listener, if you join our Patreon, you too can earn some virtual, potentially <laughs> physical pins. badges. They're um, very well designed. They're I'm incredibly say, like, designed. It's not like they're just like we typed you win on in a Word document. Like I mean, Julie <laughs> spent some time. I mean, some of the actually, I really liked yours because it looks so punk rock. I was like, yeah. this looks like a fucking poster for a punk rock concert. <laughs> it was like a sync with the word. Yeah. What did it say? I, well, so one thing that Taylor did this, she earned a badge before I knew that she paid off a bunch of credit card debt. Um, she earned a badge that she was awarded this today um, because so so uh, me and Taylor live together if we haven't established that and our countertops were replaced uh, which is super super cool a couple days ago but when they replaced it the measure they had bumped it a little bit off to the side so that the plumbing underneath the sink no longer hooked up so we didn't have a functional sink and so we spent uh, I mean we went maybe 24 hours without a sink it wasn't long um, but we like tried to you know what's the word like putting it together jerry rig jerry rig yeah i was about to say gumshoe it (laughs) (laughs) gumshoe maybe we're trying to to jerry rig it uh and like it was just it was just too off um and then that morning uh me and taylor were looking at it and i was like just call a fucking plumber dude i don't understand even how to tighten one of these fucking things um and she was like yeah i'm gonna go i'll just run to home depot and see if i can get these things cut because and uh, so she goes confident, at least in trying, and then comes back and within 10 minutes had totally fixed our sink. Um, very confidently, very beautifully. It looks masterfully done. And it cost how much? 64 cents. 64 cents. <laughs> for, for all for of the, the supplies. Taste. This is making me feel like I've not accomplished anything. Taylor <laughs> killed it this week. Um, so she got I like a bag. fixing stuff. It makes me feel worthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it makes you worthy. <laughs> but yeah, so she got a badge this week and uh, we look forward to all the badges all our listeners earn and that we'll continue to earn over time. I will say the one thing that even though I was super excited about paying off my credit cards, I I was looking at, I got in the mail my um, mortgage payment piece of paper that they send you every month and I was a little discouraged because I realized that that's just like that is included in my debt so while it feels like great to have paid off this debt I still have like $340,000 of debt technically that's why you got to calculate your net worth in three different ways <laughs> yes yeah that's what Julie and I do yeah and one of them is called it the field feels, way yes <laughs> because yeah when you look at your debt and you include your mortgage it feels like it's very crushing it's like oh it's that's gonna be a while yeah especially when you see that interest line you're like oh i'm paying that much in interest every month cool cool which brings me to my (laughs) question that i have if i buy a house for three hundred seventy-five thousand dollars, but i'm paying interest every month on that I'm really buying a house for like $500,000 or more or more because it's over 30 years. So for primary houses, if they're not income producing, which luckily yours is, um, uh, having a mortgage does cost you quite a bit. However, if it frees up cash that you can invest in something, another asset that has a return higher than whatever your interest rate on your mortgage is, you still come out ahead. As opposed to putting that cash into buying a house 
right upfront. so say your mortgage loan is three percent but you can invest in the stock market and make four percent technically you're making one percent more money right so it's still worth it yes because part of me was like why did i buy a house no, it was still a good decision, especially because you have people that help you with rent. Yeah, you got two schmucks who fucking just pay your mortgage for you, at least partially. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was a very smart decision. Also, leverage in real estate is much higher than you could get anywhere else. Yeah. But if I hold, say I hold on to my house for 10 years, am I going to make that money back if I sell it or if I, you know, build another property on that? on my property like it, is that money really gonna it depends on the market you're in <laughs> this I is all very living... market dependent yeah, uh, it depends okay. on the market you're in living in austin texas i would argue you're in pretty good hands yeah, yeah probably yes probably more than you're probably gonna make a decent amount of money on your house yeah especially in 10 years mm-hmm. say i sell my house in five years please and don't. i paid i'm not going to <laughs> say i do um <laughs> and I've paid, you know, I I need I would need to calculate this out, but you know, I'm paying $2400 a month on the mortgage. Um and a certain amount of that is interest. If I sell my house after 5 years, am I I forgot what I was going to ask. Something about interest. Like is it I believe you're Am on I the taking hook for on, the remaining principal, but here's but the not, deal. I'm more, on the hook for the remaining interest on that loan. Not interest, no. no because principal. you're not holding the loon for the Just full 30-year okay. term. Right. You're on the hook for the remaining principal. However, mortgage math is literally so confusing. Mm. And the terms of your particular mortgage may have different penalties for early payoff and stuff like that. So you'd really have to look at look at your own docs. Can you remind me what principal is again? Principal, how much do you pay for your house? $370,000? That's the principal. Oh, so just what you yeah. bought it like face yeah. value. What so you then, and, and the, then you, the you've been is, paying because yeah. your monthly payment has like the interest that you've paid, which is the interest on the loan. And then it has a certain amount that goes towards the principal you owe on the loan. That's part going to your actual purchase value. Right. Okay. So you'll every month you are paying that down. Now mortgages are front loaded, so you pay a lot more interest the first few years uh, yeah. to pay the interest off on the loan, and then you start paying a lot more principal in the later years. Right. So it makes sense to hold on to it for longer. Right. And my well, especially my, the market that's <laughs> increasing like ours. Yeah. Yes. My personal investment philosophy, assuming that you've bought a house that is a good investment for rental purposes, hold it. Do not sell it. Even if you want to upgrade your residence and move somewhere else, you're you're better off. You're, the tax advantages and the passive income advantages of holding that property and renting it, assuming it was a good investment. Sometimes it does make sense to sell out of one and buy into something else. Um, but yeah, I'm a big advocate for the hold hold your real estate. I mean, I I I am very happy that I have a house. Um, I go back and forth like every day about what I want to do to it because I'm like, <laughs> I part of me is like, I want to renovate it and make it beautiful and restore it to this like gorgeous 1950s style house, but it's like modern. But then I'm like, is it really worth like, I, I feel like every single day I go back and forth. Like, do I eventually want to restore it and make it like really beautiful and modern and like that would increase the value and then maybe rent it out and just keep holding on to it or do I just want to like leave it as is and not put in money and then put that money in somewhere else I just I'm so conflicted I also have those 
issues. Those feelings will never go away. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's funny. So I was having happy hour with my brother and my cousin, and I was like excited to talk. I was a little drunk, you know. I like was drinking a bottle of wine by myself because Joey doesn't drink wine, and I we like I kept finding ways to bring up finance because we were like, I was just like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. like that reminds me of my stock that I just bought, you know? I was like very excited to talk about it. And it, I was kind of like disheartened by, you know, my brother and uh, his girlfriend. I think they kind of were like, yeah, obviously, like they knew this stuff. And it just made me realize that like rich people just know things about like finances <laughs> like yeah we we all have stock in index funds and like I'm like okay well I just figured this out and he's like yeah <laughs> like this isn't a surprise and I've been I, like I you dick you could have told me this shit right right and like just, share the stupid. wealth y'all yes, share exactly. the wealth so like rich people are fucking talking amongst themselves being like oh yeah you should put all your money in index funds and blah 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 and buy real estate and I just had no idea until I'm like now. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we should be doing this. This is cool. Let's talk about it. And he's like, yeah, I already know. And I'm like, why haven't you said anything? And yeah. like, why? I, have th- I find that interesting what? that you were like so excited and eager to share with him, but he never had that feeling with you. Yeah. I don't I don't know. It just it was kind of like I felt dumb, but also drunk and <laughs> confused. And like I often feel sad. dumb when I'm drunk. <laughs> uh. I know for me, my dad has been trying to get me to get in to invest my money for a long time, but his is more like the stock market, like the active trading. Mm. Um, and I like didn't know about index funds and that I, there's a very good chance that my father has like held my face and been like, invest in index funds. Listen to me. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God, I got so bored halfway through this because <laughs> there, like my brain just was not open to the word investing. It wasn't open to any of like none of that interested me. Right. It was like I was convinced I didn't have enough money for it to be relevant, that I don't have the lifestyle for it to be relevant, that it's immoral to make money from not doing anything. Like it, the, my feelings on it over the last decade has ranged, but all of them ended with like, I don't care. Right. So like my, I, over the last weekend or the weekend before, I like sat down. I was like, dad, I finally invested some money. <laughs> And he was like, "Oh, cool!" And he was, but he was kind, and he he was interested, and but uh, it was like, yeah, it was like kind of a humbling reminder of how much of a beginner I am, and how I really should have started this. Yeah, <laughs> like, same. Yeah. yeah, that that's exactly how I felt with my conversation with my brother. It made me realize how much of a beginner I was, and how like a lot of people already know this stuff. <laughs> Not everybody, though. Not everyone. Just people with money. Well, not necessarily, but and yeah. us, and yeah. us. Uh, I I think I got a late start because I had um, live fast, die young mentality for a big portion of my life, and I was like, why would I invest when I'm gonna die before? <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, that's still that? true. <laughs> yeah. So I still have those uh, thoughts quite a bit, but yeah. Um, but you bought a house. Which is the ultimate not live fast, die yard, die. Well, if you were in my mind when I bought my house, the reason I bought my house was so that I could eventually not have a job because then I could be a vagabond 
and have <laughs> someone paying my mortgage and maybe I could eventually make a little bit of extra money and then that would cover maybe my gas money for my vagabond lifestyle of still living fast, dying young, but having the bills paid. Mm. <laughs> or like some bills paid. I was like, oh, fuck, if I have like no health insurance and live on ramen and like buy a van, like how much gas money do I need per month? And like how much do campsites will that average out to? And like, is the rent I can make on this house that kind right. of <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I think my urge to buy a house was just kind of like how, you know, they tell you that like you eventually have an urge to have a baby. Like my mom is always like, one day you're just like in your 30s, you're just gonna wanna have a baby and there's no fucking reason why and it's just gonna be like a biological urge and which never happened <laughs> for the record. A but it did baby, happen <laughs> with a house baby. I was just yeah. like, when I moved back, I was like, I want a house. Like I want, I want something that I own because I just felt like I had done nothing with my life. Like I had fun and like I traveled, but I just didn't, I didn't have anything to in my, you know, to show for it. I wasn't like, I own things. So I kind of, that was my mentality behind it. But it wasn't really logical. It was just like, I just want this and I can't explain exactly why. And now you're a woman. And now I'm a woman. <laughs> and now you've, you're you fully aware. You've, you've become a full person. Yep. <laughs> All my problems are now solved. And now I that you complete. own things. <laughs> Um, Julie, why did you Not decide to buy a house? Oh, why did you have a house baby? <laughs> um, we had a house baby because, um, oh, such a good question. We left the country for a while, and then when we came back to Austin, it still felt like exactly the kind of place we wanted to be able to return to anytime we came back. But the prices obviously had already started going up by then. Austin was getting quite popular. So we decided we needed to find a, a, a house to buy as a home base. Mm -hmm. And that's why we had a house baby. And that, But that was like seven, eight years ago? We bought our house at the end of 2014. It's been a while. And you were very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Ambitious <laughs> with your house choice. So by a house, we mean a shack. <laughs> oh, really? I never saw the befores. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, Becca. Ambition. Boy, are you in yeah. for a treat. <laughs> yeah, it's it's truly incredible what y'all did with What was house. that makeover show called? Like Ugly Swan or something? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, her house was a shack. That's a good word for it. Yes. Yeah. So did, it, did you keep the bones or did y'all totally remove it so we kept the footprint like the outside dimensions are exactly the same we moved one of the walls and um but the the house looks very very different like the whole facade where the windows are and everything is very different we had planned to like even keep the nice wood floors and then when we got in there like by nice, I mean, they could have been refinished and become nice classic wood floors. When we got in there, we realized there was no subfloor and you could literally like peer through the cracks of the dirt <laughs> below. <laughs> oh my God. So that Amazing. became the subfloor and then we had to put flooring in. But um, I will maybe pull a few before and afters and add them. To yeah, the that'd be amazing. Yeah, please. Did you hire someone to help you like redesign it? So Zach and I actually did 
the design work ourselves. Really? Mm-hmm. That's Be- impressive. Because we had stayed in so many different Airbnbs all over the world at that point. We knew exactly what kind of worked really well for us and living in small spaces. So between the two of us, we we did all the design work. And then we did have a builder actually come in and, you know, strip everything down and redo it. Mm-hmm. Originally, we had thought we would do some of the work ourselves, but we managed to get a commercial loan from the bank and that required that we used a builder and get it done within a certain timeline. So it was just better for us because we we're able to finance all of that. Mm-hmm. I remember um, probably uh, at the same party when I told the story about using Yell's bidet for the first time. I remember this was like right after we had reconnected um, here in Austin and I was at one of y'all's, I think, big birthday parties, and Zach was drunk, and <laughs> I was telling him how much I loved your house, and he went off. He was like, you don't understand how short most counters are. We made our counters so tall, because me and Julie, we're tall. I'm not tall. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like to bend over, so. <laughs> and he was just like, do you know how tall the average counter is? Do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> like two feet, man, like two feet. <laughs> I was amazing. love Drunk Zach so, so much. An angel. And also, I'm going to need to consult him whenever I design a house. Could be like, how tall are your counters? <laughs> you need some tall counters. Oh, my God. God. I need to know. Every fucking house we go into, like, I, I like to go and look at houses with Zach. And he'll, like, we'll go to the bathroom. And he's always like, they should have put in a rain shower. Like, every, <laughs> every fucking time without fail, he mentions the fucking rain shower. Which, he always gets angry about it. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is, which you, you may not have heard, this is the behind the scenes, is that he and I don't really like rain showers. And we do have a rain shower in one of our showers along with other shower heads. Yeah. And we rarely use it. I'm but, not a huge rain shower fan either, honestly. But when builders don't put one in, it's an indication that they didn't invest in all the things that are actually expectations for the price level right. they're asking. And that's right. why he's angry about it. It actually has nothing to do with the rain shower. Right. It's that that's like such a blatant, obvious giveaway. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Did it make sense. giveaway. <laughs> I sense. love a rain shower. It takes eight times longer to get the shampoo out of your hair. I know. That's what I don't like about it. <laughs> but and it's like. It gets in I'm, your eye. Yeah. No, I feel like I'm not a water shower in my person. Eyes. I don't ever want to be in the shower. I don't enjoy taking showers. I think they're a waste of time. So okay, rain but showers, it takes me like fucking two hours to shower because nothing a waste comes of off. Time. I hate showers. You know what other shit I could be doing right now? <laughs> I, seriously, I hate showering. I think it's so boring <laughs> to me. I'm just like, I'm wasting my life. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, listen, I'm saving water. All of y'all are selfish water snobs. Absolutely. I really, I'm trying really hard to remedy that. <laughs> I really love our master shower in our house, though. That has converted me to a shower person. And I usually only use one of the three shower heads. But if it's really cold and I'm just feeling like I need to be baked, I will turn on, you know, two, one from each side and maybe the rain shower. I have just done be, that like, shower. steamed. That so fucking nice. luxurious. I take so many nudes. In that <laughs> <shower>. <laughs> okay. Have you ever been in there at the time of day where all of a sudden they'll be like, a little rainbow, like a prism rainbow on the wall. Oh, that's You're like, my favorite. Best nudes I've ever got. My favorite. <laughs> like, that rainbow wasn't just on the wall. <laughs> like, 30% of the time body. I spend in y'all's house is me taking nudes. <laughs> when I'm house sitting, not when y'all are there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, yes. Good context for the listener. <laughs> um, something I did this week uh, was I finally invested money in a Betterment portfolio. So this is huge because you've been talking about this I know. literally since the beginning. I know. So you didn't um, even give call us- the money circle to come in like pop, pop a bottle of champagne. Yeah, we didn't do a seance. It was not a lot of money. I will require a seance. Okay. Candle give circle. Us, give us all the details. Palo Santo. Um, <laughs> when I put more money in. But I basically wanted to get my feet wet. I wanted to get the money in, kind of open the door so that I can kind of just start. And I wanted to see how it worked, like how easy... Uh, it was to use the platform. Um, so I think I'm I think I'm the guinea pig for Betterment, right? Yes. No one no yes. one's got a Betterment. I have so. talked about how I want to do Betterment, <laughs> and I recommended it to you. So I'm sorry if it's terrible. No, but well, it uh, wasn't just I you. haven't done it myself. <laughs> yeah, you, Mr. Money Mustache, Vicky Robin, uh, Mad Scientist. I think that's a lot of big names. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> lot of heavy hitters. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I got it. I I well. Because I sat on the porch during the Charles Schwab thing. And the whole time I was like, man, all of y'all have Charles Schwab. I need to get fucking Charles Schwab. Fast forward two and a half hours and it's (laughs) dark outside and everyone's just staring at the same laptop screen, not knowing what's going on. And I was like, I'm going to go with Betterment. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually thrilled that that is how that worked out. I do. (laughs) Charles Schwab, if you're listening, we love you. You just need to work on the user interface a little bit. Yeah, you need Seriously. to hire me <laughs> to work on your user interface. Um, so Betterment is cool. It gives you, um, whenever you sign up, there's a lot of different goals that you can kind of assign for yourself. Um, but what I put my money into, and I started very small, don't laugh at it, um, but I, I put it in two different accounts. I put, I think, two grand. I put in uh, high interest cash which comes out they the interest that you accumulate is I think 0.40%, uh, which right now my cash is in a money market account, which makes I think 0.25%. Um, so that's going to be a great uh, increase. Um, but to $2,000 for, for my nest egg is, is a very small number um, for me to just try it out, see how it works. And then I put three grand in the general investing portfolio um, and they kind of spread it out very typical sort of index fund style. Um, and they kind of show you what they invest in, but they're mostly like, just trust Oh, us. you don't get to choose? Um, from the limited delving in I've done, there there isn't a lot of manual work. Interesting. But maybe I can, um, and I just haven't done enough yet. I just wanted to get money in to see what happened. One step at a time. My understanding of index funds is that you don't get to choose. You just like invest in the well, whatever pick, index yeah. fund. You can, you can pick, pick the specific right. index fund. Oh, right. okay. Well, but not what's within that index right. fund. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I think here I can open up the account and see where the three grand landed. Um, okay, so my cash reserve is two grand. My general investing is three grand. The app is super, super usable. Um, there's my portfolio. So I've got mine uh, in a moderate risk, which I'm going to bump up. I didn't realize it was only at moderate. Uh, 90% stocks and 10% bonds. Uh, which is, I think, about... No, that's good. Yeah, yeah, which is probably good, actually. There's actually studies out there that show that that asset allocation performs better than 100% index funds. Oh, there you go. Mm. Is it like treasury bonds? Uh, just government bonds. So I guess that is shakes that out to treasury thing? bonds. 
Treasury bonds are government bonds, right? I think so. I Listen, I just finished <laughs> Your Money or Your Life, I, and she, that bitch was talking about treasury bonds for a long time. They were real hot and heavy on treasury bonds in the first edition of that book, which <laughs> is not a good strategy these days. These days, but, no. Yeah. It's um, a very, very conservative strategy. Okay. I think this may bring us to the next book we need to talk about, which is The Simple Path to Wealth, because he does have a really great chapter in there, really breaking okay. down bonds, if I yes. recall. I'll start reading it. Yeah. I, it's done before all of you. Well, it's also like, half the length of Your Money or Your Life. It's six hours yeah. audiobook. I feel like if you need to know about bonds, that's a really good uh, resource. Yeah. Okay. Um, so my portfolio is SRI, Betterment SRI. Uh, which was the like socially responsible investment because oh, I, I like that. Yeah, it's cool. Like I guess it's basically not mm-hmm. guns and oil. I'm not really. I'm sure. guns and oil. <laughs> I, I support this. Yeah, but but then it tells me. I guess it does. It tells me what my holdings are. I wonder if I can. Can I delete my holdings if I don't like it? Why the? It tells me why I have the holding. It doesn't. I don't think I have the option to to remove a particular holding though. Um. But I'll do a little bit more. I'll do a little bit more um, diving into that. But yeah, it was really cool. Super That's easy. Awesome. Um, yeah. Sounds like it's a little easier to understand than the Schwab situation. It yeah. does seem that way. Um, I'm not. I'm just not sure how individualized it can be. Like if I get a hot tip from a friend to invest in a certain company. I'm not sure how easy it is for me to put that money in or if that's even possible. Yeah. Um, With Schwab, you just like, you find their number mm -hmm. and you type that in Mm -hmm. and then you like decide, but like the process of ordering it is kind of confusing to me, but I would be interested to look at your account at some point and see like the interface and how you navigate it. Yeah. Yeah. The interface is super easy. Um, But yeah, I'll, I'll spend some more time with it. And then, We'll have a, we need to have some sort of uh, event where I put the more money in. Yes. So I have a question. How much do you want, how much do you feel comfortable putting in? So my, um, I I was trying to think about this and it's really hard (laughs) for me to decide because there's a piece of me that still does want to buy a house as even if it's just a rental property. Mm -hmm. Um, So in my head, I don't know. So the a good thing about Betterment is you can withdraw at any time. There's no fees for withdrawing. There is a there is a fee in general for using it. So make sure that that fee works for you. Um, but it's fairly nominal. Um, anyways, so if I panic and want to withdraw everything, I can do that. But in my head, I'd really like to keep a reasonable down payment amount in my cash. Um, and invest the rest. So in my head, that's between thirty and forty thousand dollars. I'd like to keep between thirty and forty thousand dollars and invest about fifty thousand dollars. Um, but that's even saying that out loud. I'm terrified for you. Yeah, I. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I can understand your your anxiety about that. So I, my guess of what's going to happen, maybe it won't. We'll see how the seance goes. My guess is that I'll shift a lot of my money, big, big chunk of money into the high yield cash asset in Betterment so that at least I'm making a higher percentage. And then as I become more comfortable, which hopefully will be very rapid, um, like maybe I'm saying during the seance, (laughs) I will then move the money from the cash holdings in Betterment to the investment portfolio. Um, because I, I'm the likelihood of me needing that chunk is is very low anytime soon. 
Well, um, even if you do, you can still get it. Yeah, but if it's in the investment portfolio, if everything goes to shit, you know, if the right. if the stock market crashes, then I can't count on having 50 grand on hand anymore like I can now, right? Yeah. So, and it I know that's be- silly, but this is the girl who also got catastrophic insurance because I'm scared of myself. I don't Ghost think spiders. it's silly though because yeah. <laughs> as she says in Your Money, Your Life, there she talks about all the times that the stock market has crashed mm-hmm. and how long it's taken to recover. And sometimes it like the Great Depression, it took 27 years to recover. Mm-hmm. Like that's a lifetime for some people, you know, like and then all the other crashes since then, it's taken anywhere from four to seven years to recover. Right. So you do have to be comfortable with putting your money in the stock market, knowing that you could lose half, if not all of it, and then it be gone for like 10 years. Right. So, you know, don't don't feel like you have to put in more than you mm-hmm. feel comfortable losing. Yeah. But and then you also want to have your savings, your fuck you money savings and a money for down payment. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm with I'm with Taylor on that. I feel like that was a really good. What's the word? Uh, caveat. Um, warning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I What's mean, that that's the word. <laughs> no, that wasn't the word. Music I to my ears. I was hoping you would help Why? me. With this. <laughs> I drank a lot tonight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's fine. <laughs> Um, me and Taylor have both tried a new investing app for funsies yes. called Public. Uh, so, yeah, a, a friend of ours told us about Public, uh, which is just like a little super, super user-friendly, beginner-friendly stock investing app that you can use. Um, so if you're interested in like using fun money to do active trading, um, I started doing that. Taylor started doing that. I have exclusively lost money. I'll (laughs) let you know when I get over how much I put in. But I mean, I've lost, I think I've lost like 38 cents right now at this point. Um, But it's a lot of fun. It's fun to like, uh, it's fun to like invest in the same things as Taylor because that's something we can talk about. I invest Mm -hmm. in some of the same businesses that my dad wants to invest in. So it's just more like a fun way to like be like, oh, did you see what FedEx did? <laughs> it went down. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's it's like social media for the stock market. Yeah. Like there's, you can literally follow people. Yeah. And oh, you can cool. see like what they're trading and they can post about it. Like it's literally a social media app for stock, for the stock market. Interesting. Terrifying. And if you use one of our links, we get free stock. So you should use one of our links. Well, we'll the concept the of that is okay. <laughs> infinitely fascinating to me because like the way that stocks oftentimes surge mm-hmm. is through social media, mm-hmm. not necessarily like Facebook or stuff, but that's crazy yeah. that there is now like a very social media it driven is- platform. Totally. What's really cool too is like when you when you search a company, it'll show you like a very easy like interface what what the company is and then you can see like articles like recent articles written about it like oh this company or this index fund is like blah 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 and they also yeah obviously they have index funds and stuff like there that you can invest in like i'm invested in a weed index fund yeah that's actually smart i think yeah well, well i mean i don't that's not financial advice disclaimer <laughs> that so uh, smart Becca's dad has invested in drugs so smart gone down so but i'm hoping that once it's legal everywhere which eventually it will be because come on um then that shit will all go up we'll see yeah i don't know but it is interesting because it does feel a bit like paid advertising because the people who post are these like essentially like if 
imagine Twitter. I don't know if Twitter has influencers. I don't have a Twitter. <laughs> but imagine like, you know, the big, the big names in Twitter. It's like uh, public has big names like, oh, you follow this person. And then it has some credentials that I guess maybe mean something. Um but they'll they'll say things like, guys, I invested in DoorDash or like uh, Airbnb is about to go public on December 10th. And it's all these things. And you see them posting, you see all these comments like, yeah, I can't wait to uh, dive into Airbnb and da, 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 da. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely a slippery slope. And I, I'm glad that you guys are mm-hmm. doing it so we can talk about it. And I'm also glad that you guys are doing it with your fun money. Fun money. And yeah. not fun all money. of your investment yeah. money. <laughs> I put 500 bucks in there and I was like, that's all I'm going to put in there yeah i mean it does sound fun it's fun yeah i'm yeah whatever i was about to talk as if i know any fucking thing about anything (laughs) but it is an interesting time to me for airbnb to go public since it's like such a semi-moot industry at the moment it'll go back up don't get me wrong maybe that's why they're going public right now i guess so they need money uh i don't know if they're I, I don't know. I can't speak to their financials. They laid off a lot of people pretty early on. I mean, not really early on in the pandemic, but maybe halfway through the year that I think cut a lot of their um their weight down so that they could keep their numbers looking good. But with everyone transitioning, not everyone, but so many industries and so many companies transitioning to permanent or semi-permanent remote work. Airbnbs and that that type of mm-hmm. industry is likely to boom even bigger after this than mm-hmm. it was before. Well, will be interesting. It'll be interesting, and purely because of the social media app, I'm definitely going to put money into Airbnb because they're just like can't fucking wait. Everyone, get your cash ready, baby. <laughs> and so I'm gonna. <laughs> As a Longtime Airbnb host, um, they actually offered pre-purchase to me. So they are pricing their stocks on Wednesday of this week. Yeah. And I've already registered my interest to buy a small amount. Nice. Airbnb. Mm-hmm. So so for the world it goes public on Thursday, but for hosts it goes you can purchase on Wednesday. Are they going public on Thursday? I'm not sure what the actual date is. On the yeah, Thursday. Yes, then yes. So I've already like there's been a few steps in the process, but I've pre-registered my interest for how much I actually want to buy. Mm-hmm. And then they're sort of ranking it based on your tenure as a host. Mm. And so on Wednesday when they do the actual pricing, there's like a 6-hour window in which I have to go in and confirm, yes, I want that number of stocks That's that you've allocated. That's really to cool. Me. So you don't know how much the stocks cost yet. Like how much they've given a range. Mm. That is awesome. So I have found some money in order to do that. That's so great. That's really exciting. I mean, I was thinking about putting in some money, but I don't know. There's enough heat on it. May as well. And then pull it out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Whatever I saw most recently posted, they said to anticipate like forty five to fifty dollars a share. I don't know if that's what has been shared. But mm. I don't remember from when I was in the parking lot of a flying J on the way home from West <laughs> Texas last week when I got the most recent email with steps I had to do to go and like set up my Morgan Stanley account and give all this information. I'm like literally on the side of I-10 with very bad service. Please go through. Please go through. 
<laughs> cool. We'll be Airbnb investors. <laughs> we'll discuss how our company's doing oh, every week. Oh, yes. Um, were there any other investment platforms that we use in this group? Like banks or... Not banks, but I, like yeah, I invest Charles in my company. Betterment. Okay, so is there like um a different platform for that, or is it like purely just through your company? So they they use Fidelity. Okay. So my uh 401k gets automatically pulled out of my paycheck, and then invested through Fidelity, pretty much automatically. But I'm allowed to pick what stocks and index funds I invest in, mm-hmm. and so I do index funds. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I was gonna say earlier. When Taylor was talking, I can't remember what made me think about it, but one thing that I do, and I know it's a pretty common practice, but I think it is very helpful to help you sort of live within your means, is that whenever I get a promotion or an increase in pay, I always spend almost the entirety of that by reinvesting Mm -hmm. so that my paycheck that I receive each week has essentially not changed Mm -hmm. in the entire time that I've been working at my company. But the amount that I invest has increased by quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So my lifestyle, which I'm comfortable with, remains the same. That is fantastic. And then yeah. my savings rate goes up, which is That nice. is a fantastic way to look at things. Like, because you know you can live within your means at the paycheck yeah. that you started And I'm with. happy and I yeah. don't need more. And That's I already, awesome. yeah, I already have enough money to like. Do the things we talked about last time, which like go out with my friends and mm-hmm. yeah. go out to dinner on occasion. I don't really need more than that. Um, and so I just not invest cheap more being than that. Vegan. <laughs> <laughs> no, eating vegan. Um, but yeah, so this year I got a promotion and I now I'm investing before I get money into my hand. I think I'm investing 25% of what I make. Mm-hmm. And then after I get paid, I also save quite a bit of money after that. So I think my savings rate's approaching 45 to 50%. That is amazing. Damn, girl. That is Which I feel insane. good about. That, that is amazing. That's awesome. That is amazing. But yeah, and then that came from saying that like my 401k just does that automatically. Like a lot of it's, I don't even have to think about it. Mm-hmm. It just happens. Which makes it a lot easier. Um, there are aspects that I think about, but I think if I had to, if I got the full paycheck and it was like, what are you going to do with this, Maggie? I'd be like, ah, shit, I'm going to spend it. Requires a lot <laughs> yeah. of discipline. Yeah. So like so having discipline. it pulled out before it even reaches my hands is very helpful for me. Cool. Yeah, I guess my my 401k is through human interest, which I didn't know what that is, but that's what my all my 401k investments are through. And they, I think it's exclusively Vanguard index funds when I look at the portfolio. I think the only other investment platform off the top of my head that I use is that we do have some cryptocurrency speculative investments. So obviously that's on a completely different exchange platform. We've used Coinbase and GDAX and then a few other more obscure things, but. Hmm. Cool, y'all. We covered a lot. I spent a lot of money in the past month, and it really, uh, I should have one of my badges removed because now <laughs> I have credit card debt again. <laughs> but uh, a lot of it was things that were uh, necessary, like an MRI and 
uh, getting my trees trimmed at my house, which I hadn't done in over two years of living there. Wow. And um, I feel like, oh, yeah, I got new tires on my car. So just a lot of expenses kind of all hit me in a one month period. So the budgeting kind of went to shit. Listen, but you I know was what? trying to save you money with those tires. You didn't listen to me. You're right. I didn't listen to you. Uh, but also, I don't feel that bad about it. I feel like maybe it's relatable that all your expenses might hit at once. I had my, I pay my car insurance every six months. Like that also mm. went through. So it's mm-hmm. just like a lot of things. And maybe I should have planned for that a little better. <laughs> yeah. But now I know. No- November and December. Yeah. Every year, we're probably going to be high spending months for me. I've been daydreaming more about like what it's going to be like when hopefully quarantine ends and we can go out and do things and things are open. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to be spending so much more money <laughs> on like going well, out. Especially and... because we're going to like have this binge period, right? Where right. Like we haven't been able to do this in a year. Yes. And, like, and like, drink bars yeah. every night. <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of like I'm anticipating that, but also feeling like anxiety about it and also guilt over the money that I have been spending for Christmas stuff. I haven't waited for quarantine to be over to start spending in advance for those plans I'm making. (laughs) I have already spent $1,000 for two nights in May of 2022. Nice. (laughs) Two nights where? where? (laughs) Um, In Terlingua, staying in a bubble during a potential meteor storm. Oh, Um, my God. Love it. I know. You got the bubble? Got the bubble wow. with the hot tub. Bubble with a hot tub. Good God. That is. How, how much was that? Like $1,000 for two nights. That's but insane. if there is a meteor storm, it is 100% Yeah, I'm it. seriously considering it too. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I looked into that doing that uh, in Norway to see the Northern Lights and it was $2,500 a night. <laughs> To get well, be in a this bubble. This is a steal. Get, well, <laughs> but yeah, also there's that there's you. there's also campgrounds and that's in the site that like if you really wanted to do it cheaply, like we could just get a campground for like. No, I want a bubble with a with hot, a hot tub. tub. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I was thinking as it approached, I was going to start pitching y'all on also joining us, even if you didn't book a bubble, but booked something else at the same mm-hmm. uh, base camp. Terlingua is the company. Yeah, and then come hang out. In the hot tub. But yeah, that'd be cool. I want to. All right, well, this is not going to help my monthly budget. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, y'all. But all that to say, I am already forking over excessive amounts of money for travel plans for the post pandemic life. Yeah. Quick disclaimer uh, no one on this podcast is responsible for anything that we say. None, These are, none of this is advice. <laughs> this is mostly jokes. <laughs> if, any, if anything, this is what not to this do. This is a comedy podcast. <laughs> this is a fictional story brought to you by the creative minds of, <laughs> this is of just... Julo, Bucko, <laughs> Mago, Taylor. Oh, sweet. Cool. Yeah. Good. Good. Good stuff, team. Loved yeah. it.